This is Radically Alive Women's Edgecast. It feels so alive, like, like a big wave passing through and marching and that, that energy and that purity and that aliveness. Welcome, Nadine Ote. It's been a while since I last saw you, and that was before you went on an adventure. And will you say something about that? My adventure is like any, nothing I did be, before, and I'm really an adventure seeker. And so we had the chance to go back sailing on a boat that used to be in the family, and we decided straight away to do it differently than before, like to do all the things we like about sailing, but also to do this within our self-adventure. So anything that didn't work before, especially emotionally, we were going to put it on the table and process it. The experiment was you were with your grown-up son and your adult daughter and their respective partners, the five of you on a boat for four months, sailing the coast of Australia and going through emotional healing processes at the time when they come up and communicate with each other through feelings, using the distinctions of possibility management to navigate the team experience. We landed in Fremantle in Australia and start to do a checking, see how everybody was feeling inside about this journey. It was a lot of excitement for selling that coast of untouched yeah, beauty and incredible marine life. And also straight away put our, uh, our fare mainly and about anything from shark. Uh, to, you know, my daughter and I having to live in a close quarter for two months, feeling whole by the, the team, by the crew. Everybody was on board and everybody was supportive. In the beginning, there was a little bit of resistance from one of our new crew members that wasn't used to this method. And eventually everybody could see the benefits it had on the crew and you know, sometimes it wasn't great. It wasn't even breakfast time that we already had a good cry and or, or a good rage and went into that really intimate journey of, you know, letting the heart speak or the guts speak and just have that really respectful listening of that, being there with a person going through whatever was coming through. An amazing connection and deep love and a sense of whew, freedom and release. And then we had so much space and readiness and acuteness and alertness to go and explore the new reef or the new wave or for the surf of the day or, or the morning. And to be fully, fully there and somehow for me to be really connected with a place and the animal. Some of us were really scared of shark because there's a lot of shark there and we're in the water a lot of the time. And then be able to have this fear session and at the end of the trip we were just so comfortable hanging out with sharks, you know, exploring new reef with, you know, is that really amazing power 
and being able to handle the little tender around there while Sylvan was foiling or the others were, were surfing and, and just be yeah, the bot person and feeling that fair and feeling ready to be there and to be the best I could be to drive that new boat, new tender and be in these new elements and be like really fully there and having my role, you know, I don't surf, but I'm I'm the bot person. And yeah, that was just mind blowing. The beauty of the place, the, the colors, every color, I can just feel the spray of the wave. You know, it's like I'm, I'm the wave and I'm right there. And that's having a, a really clear, clean body because I've just been through a healing session, emotional release. And it was like that for all of us. And, you know, there was stomping and as well, you know. I mean, you live in a small quarter for two months. And actually, we had an opportunity to extend our time. And then we stay four months. We really want to do another adventure together and expand it. It sounds like a bridge boat. You know, bridge house is a thing where people live together to bridge to next culture in themselves and with each other build a bridge and sounds like you did that on a boat is that accurate yes we did it on the boat but it also leaked <laughs> outside the boat as well it was hardly any human being on that deserted coast because we were leaving it it felt like people around that we met would feel it and would get into it without any you know pre-understanding we we had a few of the of the workshop we did sheet and so they were all over the boat something about uh, conscious anger and the the drama triangle for example or what is a possibility and so when we had visitors on board they were straight away curious and they were asking questions but it also could be that you know I met something randomly some person who been there for months on the beach alone, fishing and having a downtime from a breakup. And I remember that fisherman really tough. And, you know, we talk about boats. And then after a while, I, I had already decided that I was going to connect with my feelings. So I started doing that. And next thing, he was just talking from his heart, his broken heart, because he just a few months before he had woke up with his partner and his little boy and I was just able to be there and hold the space in, in this desert beach and he rolled his eyes up and it was just marvelous to to have that connection on that level in the middle of nowhere it was very precious sounds almost like a love boat I see this, love, <laughs> this boat vibrating with love and beauty and magic and steering along the coast of Australia. Yeah. Whenever we met families on board, the kids call us the pirate boat. <laughs> what it felt for me, there was like, he was doing what I love, sailing. Because as a family, we spend many years sailing. But there was a lot of dysfunctional. And everybody had suffer from it and develop some coping mechanism. And for my daughter, there was a lot of fear. And she did such a tremendous call for addressing that fear. And we were right there on board with her. And sometimes we were not. But we had committed to her commitment 
of dealing with that. And man, did she blossom. And till the last minute before we leave the boat, you know, Sylvan spot shark. So I went and then she went along to that shark. And I thought, well, I'll go there with her to support her. But she was fine alone. She just, she was like going to the end and her surfing, you know, it's, she was right out there and the surf just really improved. And that was not forcing the fair to do, to be out there and do things. He was like riding with the fair and transforming it into a, a really, a new dimension of her. I was my biggest and the most touching feeling for me and the joy to see her working so hard, going through really deep fear from way beyond and to see it transforming. And also a lot of healing took place between her and I because somehow I was also at the source of some of the fear when she was a little girl. So just to be together and changing that was beyond, beyond, beyond my wildest dream. It's already a dream to be on the boat sailing in a and touch beautiful coast. So much, so much beauty, but that was just extra special. A fulfillment from inside out. Everybody's standing up for the best way to be in this life, in this world, in this boat. <laughs> there was a team there that were committed to to our well-being to our being the best we could be. I still have to pinch myself, you know, like <laughs> my son asked me to come sailing with him and his sister and our partner, and that, they will, that we will hang together and transform so many things yeah, and, and truly, truly, fully embrace everything that was on offer. It feels so alive, like, like a big wave passing through and marching and that, that energy and that purity and that aliveness. What would you say were the biggest challenges for you or maybe the whole group? My personal challenge was to accept that really they wanted me to be hanging out with them <laughs> and just be there for that. Just be there. Okay, I'm, I'm here. You know, I'm okay. What is not okay, you know, can be changed, can be processed. And we got to really know each other deep down, to discover all the more there is to each one of us, like all this incredible aptitude, disposition, being, you know, like all these creative things, creativity, and everybody went beyond. They're already very capable people but they went beyond that and things like uh, on the boat is always fixing things you can't just let it be. you have to be on top of it and it wasn't it was not any sense of chore or task to be done it was like so much joy to really make the best of that boat to give us such a vessel of happy happening of transforming happening of discovering that force that can be spread and shared and i mean a sailing boat is already a marvelous thing you don't need a rod or anything you just need the wind to move and and that's already for me it's it's super fulfilling 
but to be able to really feel that boat like a vessel of not just new exploration in in terms of physical in the physical world but beyond that that was really what touched me and all these possibility on offer and on offer not just for us but when we had visitors from other boat eventually there was a bad weather we end up in an anchorage and all of a sudden there was all these boats and finally we didn't know where there and and to be able to touch and connect and share that and you know there's just that little fire and then that fire just get fueled by more people you just have to keep it fueled on a real practical level how big was the boat the boat is i think 76 feet so it's quite a large boat and for five people it's definitely a luxury we wanted to really get that possibility management practice on board we wanted people to be on board with that and committed with that so we had a stepbrother my children coming for a while and he wasn't very well and so we talked about him about what we're doing and he could just come and and then he really embrace it too that was also because we didn't have that commitment from him but um, I felt it's, a, you know, like it's contagious. You can't, <laughs> you can't help it that wanting it because it works. Yeah, the blossoming in him and, and uh, that was really magic for us. So, yeah, so she's got a, a large, safe boat. And we sh- again, we share, we share all the responsibilities. So there wasn't just one captain and you have a nominated captain, but you can also be right there so that was a very different there like you don't drop your your vigilance and your sense of responsibility just because one is a, is a cook of the day and one is a captain of the day and for me what was a big thing for me is that i could call on my team and i'm i'm really not used to that i felt really alone in the past sailing with my husband where everybody has his role and you know we started with a checking most days and so if there was any fear about a maneuver or a new place to explore, it was right there, out there, and then we could all pick it up and build on it, something like that. So we will have a space for every one of us in turn to, to express the feeling. And then from that, a way to go will appear, like a, a common decision or, or a strategy would come but the main thing for me was like even if I was a I was holding space for a particular task like the anchorage I had a team I could call on or I could also at any time say stop that doesn't work for me and and then sometimes you couldn't stop you know on the body is a wind is a current is whatever you can't just stop you have to deal with it but still call on the fair like I'm shit scared right now and and then, you know, you have a backup and you have possibilities and you, you're never alone. And you'll think on the boat, you're never alone because you're on top of each other, really. I've been in the past very alone on the boat, very alone. And I wasn't like that. I mean, I will go back to that place because that's what I was used to. But then I thought, hey, I'm here for something different. And, you know, I, I can just call on it. But it was, it was the hardest for me. I'm, I was the oldest, I'm 60. And the others were all in their 30s, and it was challenging. 
And sometimes I just want to go in my bank and read my book and <laughs> being so alive and so challenged. <laughs> At the same time, I felt on top of my game physically and mentally, uh, emotionally, and so, so in tune with the environment. And so I saw so many animals that nobody else saw because I was just sitting there and I was just very much there. It was like I was a creature of Gaia without all the stuff that I add up <laughs> that was not necessary. I was just sitting there and be present and open to all these hidden things that are there. The animals were curious. <laughs> They were curious about us. They were curious about me. There was thousands of wells going up the coast. I'd never seen so many wells in my life. And they were on the bar, on port side, on starboard side. They were everywhere. They were at, at the beginning of the season, they were just cruising. And sometime we'd go with the tender and just hang out to do, do some snorkeling on the outside reef and so. And some of them would pass by, some would avoid us, and some would come right there in shallow water and hang out or just come really close by. Yeah, and then at the end of the season, it was more like splashing and roaching and celebrating. And when we were leaving, they were like this show of whales would come so close to the boat. And then, you know, brought and then wave forever with a flap their wings. <laughs> Did you have this impression that you could actually communicate with them? Yeah, I felt that. I felt like uh, we were buddies, something like that. Like we were one, you know, one of Gaia's being hanging around together. And I really felt that. It's really not many people, it's changing now, but I really felt too that the animals were curious about us or curious about me. Like on the land, they were just, there's no trees, it's really arid, so you feel it's dead, but it's not dead. It, it's, it's full of little insects and birds and, and animals that just randomly appear. And like little kangaroos or, or these kind of big rats or lizard or termit bats. And, and um, but, it, but if you look at it, it's like it's nothing. It's no life. It's no water. It's no trees. It's no life. And each time I have this longing for a tree, each time, even till the end of the trip, I was longing. But if I sit down and I just like, I can see all the other wonderful things that are there and how they survive. Beautiful little wildflowers of all colors. How do they survive without water? And there's been people, like Aboriginal, have been living there for very well. They've been living there and eating and drinking and living life with no impact on the earth. And that's just amazing that they were just so part of that earth and the earth provide for them, even though to me it looks like it's nothing to eat there. That was very humbling. To know that there is a place in this earth, it felt like that for everyone. Everyone is accepted and there's a place on this earth. And, and the only thing to do is to respect that and not take more than we need or, or not. Just think of just now, like 
on the boat, you always want to have reserve because you don't know when you're the next supplies. You know, it's the first time I didn't do big reserve of stuff. At first, there was a, a lot of supply on board already. But I usually like, oh, we never know, we never know. And I was just really confident. There's, of course, fishing, you can fish and so on. I just felt really confident that the earth would provide with whatever we needed. If it was physical need or just, you know, this incredible healing we did. What did you need to do to be able to experience that? I had to be connected with me. I had to be connected with all of me. Even the hard stuff, especially the hard stuff, you know, hidden inside me and that I did such a good job at bury and camouflage it and pretend it wasn't there. I had to really do that. And I had to be counting and trusting my team. What I heard also earlier when you said, you know, this intensity of being alive that sometimes you would want to just sit and read a book because it's so intense. How did you grow your capacity to be with the intensity of life? I see a lot of people trying to avoid that. And I know that from myself, when life gets really intense, it gets also scary that it's so intense or it can get overwhelming. What's your experience of that? My experience of that, and I experience it right now when I'm back at home on my own, is that I have enough of doing things alone, counting on my own resources. And that works for a while, and it was probably great <laughs> that I could do that. But it doesn't work for me anymore. Back here, I have a village, I have a team. It's up to me to be connected to a team. Truly, it, it doesn't matter where I am. It takes a lot of love and commitment for myself to do that. When I'm connected with myself, with the help of my team, I'm connected to the whole world. And it's wonderful. That is a very feminine trait in a way, this connectedness to everything and this thriving on the network, thriving on team. Is that your experience also from spending time on the boat with two men? That was enormous. That was the, the very source of that possibility of sorting things of healing and transforming and being fully alive. And my team is not just, I realize my team is not just, you know, the crew or the family on board. It's everything in nature. It's a shiny leaf right now, that bird sitting on my door. And it's um, that little ants. I didn't even realize how wonderful ants is. I'm in awe with a big well, but I'm also in awe with a tiny wee ants that's doing so much in this world and that I can learn so much from it or I can be with it to be the most I can be. It's just with every living thing, not just human, but I'm human and I have a lot of a human thing that pull me down and that's why I have to Pull me out with other human. And then I'm just part of this world. I'm part of this magnificent earth or universe. And I'm fully there. It was more a connection with every being, but starting with me. And also the joy, the joy I felt just being with the element and, you know, see a dolphin appearing or... Well, 
the, the tremendous joy and that leap of joy that just, <laughs> yeah. But as I say, one day I was sitting on the beach and it was just the ants, the ants, the work of that ant. That was just so incredible, purposeful, and put me in touch with my purpose. And I feel it's changing with the circumstance, but the purpose is really connecting, being there to offer everything I can offer and to also receive everything that is on offer. The most wonderful thing to me is to be, I cannot be the best I can be without a team. Really so grateful to know that I have a team. I can call on a team now, anytime. Thank you, Nadine. If you are enjoying this Edgecast and want to support it, there are various ways in which you can do that. You could share with as many people as possible the episodes that are coming out once a week. You can donate to the building of Radically Alive Women's Heartquarters, Raw HQ, a compact recording and creation studio. You can become a member and with your monthly subscription not only gain access to specific content but also support the creation of the free content. And you can join live spaces to really transform your own reality, to make space for your own radical aliveness with higher levels of consciousness. You can find all the information for these offers on my website, julia-neumann.com. Hear and see you soon.